Mesach Shavuos, Perak Beis Mishnah Aleph, until Perak Beis Mishnah Dalet. The first Perak discussed Tosefes Shavuos, the fact that one cannot plow his field already in the sixth year of the Shemitah cycle, with regards to trees. So in a field of trees, one is not allowed to plow the field already from Shavuos time. And even before then, you can only do it if it's for the sake of the sixth year. And we also discussed young trees, and we explained that in certain scenarios, you would be able to plow in a field of young trees for the entire sixth year, all the way until right in the beginning of the seventh year. And now our Mishnah discusses other fields where no trees are growing, rather other plants are growing there, grain or legumes, and a field in which produce other than trees is growing is known as a stehalovon which literally means a white field. And the reason why it's called a white field is because whereas trees produce shade, so it's dark under the shade of trees, other produce is much lower. It hasn't got branches branching out, and therefore there's no shade. And because of that, it's much lighter, and therefore it's called a white field. Up until what point may one plough in a field which is growing produce other than trees in the year before Shemitah? And what the question is really asking is up until what point can we consider the ploughing beneficial for the sixth year as opposed to preparing for the seventh year? And we're going to see that the time is earlier than with regards to trees. And the reason for this is because trees have much longer roots and therefore they can access water much deeper into the ground. So even once the water and the moisture towards the top of the ground has dried up and has been consumed and finished, the trees can still access water which is deeper in the ground. And ploughing allows the water to stay there for longer, which means that because trees have more water to access, you can plough until a later stage. On the other hand, when it comes to other produce, because they can only access the water and the moisture towards the top of the ground, so you can only plough until the moisture has finished, and this is referring to the moisture and the water towards the top of the ground, and once that has dried up, then already ploughing in such a field will not benefit that produce. Now how exactly is someone meant to know when the moisture in the top part of the ground has dried up? So the Mishnah says this is the same time as another thing. As long as people are ploughing in order to plant in areas in which um, melon plants and gourd plants are planted, and these two plants were typically planted sort of at the latest stage out of all plants because they could only really grow and germinate in the ground, take root once there was a bit of heat. So you'd only really plant them at the beginning of the springtime when there's still moisture in the ground but it's already getting warm. So as long as people are doing that, there's still moisture in the top part of the ground. Once people stop planting, once people stop plowing in the ground, meaning once even that stage of planting has passed, so that's a sign that there's no more moisture left in the top part of the ground, and therefore you would not be able to plow in such a field. Now comes along Rabbi Shimon, and Omar Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said, although it may be the case that any plowing done, as long as there's moisture in the ground, will benefit the sixth year produce, although that may be the cutoff point, You've placed the law of each person in his own hands. Meaning, because you haven't given a very clear definitive cutoff point, each person can claim that the moisture in his land hasn't yet dried up. Each person will claim that his cutoff point is different to somebody else's, and they'll take the law into their own hands, and won't stop plowing by the necessary point. And therefore, Ibn Shimon says, you need to have a clear cutoff point which applies to everybody, and that is El Pesach, in a white field, in a field in which produce other than trees is growing, you can plow in there, Pesach until Pesach, whereas in a 
field of trees, you can do it until a later stage, ad hot seris until Shavuos, that's consistent with Bis Hillel's opinion in the previous parak. And again, the reason why you can plough until a later stage in a field of trees is because the trees can access more water, which means that the ploughing will benefit the trees until a later stage. Mission base. So in the next few Mishnahs, we're going to see many different forms of work which was done in the fields, and we're going to see that although most of the forms of work which will be mentioned are forbidden to be done during the year of Shemitah itself, during Tosefus Shavius, the added on part of Shemitah, which applies already in the sixth year, it's permitted to do these forms of work, since it's only forbidden Mijabonon during Shemitah itself. So before Shemitah itself, it's actually permitted. Now, when introducing the Masechta, we learnt that there are only really four, and if you count ploughing, then five, forms of work which are forbidden mid during the year of Shemitah. But the Torah says it's forbidden to do it during the year of Shemitah. So these are forbidden even during Tosefes Shavias. However, even when it comes to these forms of work, if you're doing it for the sake of the sixth year produce, then it will usually actually be permitted as well. So first he says the Mishnah Mazablin, one can spread fertilizer, which comes from animal dung and it helps the produce to grow, one can spread that across his field. Since it's only forbidden Majabon during Shemitah itself, it's not one of the five forms of work mentioned in the Torah, so in Tosefus Shavias it's permitted totally, all the way until Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the seventh year. Now one of the five forbidden activities which is mentioned in the Torah itself is ploughing. Now ploughing is usually done with an animal pulling a plough, and therefore if somebody digs a field up, but without using an animal, rather he uses a tool and does it manually, that is only forbidden Mijabonon during Shemitah. So you would think that in Tosefus Shavis it should be permitted, however, because it's very similar to ploughing in a general manner, it is also forbidden during Tosefus Shavis. However, there's an exception to this, and that is Uma Adrin, one can dig with a tool, not using an animal, when it comes to areas which are planted with melons or gourds, one's allowed to do this at Rosh Hashanah until Rosh Hashanah of the, sec- of the seventh year, the reason being that it's even permitted to plough in these areas until Rosh Hashanah, because the ploughing benefits that produce which is already planted for the entire sixth year. So since ploughing is permitted, so certainly ploughing in an unusual manner will also be permitted. Similarly, in a Beis HaShlochen, which is a field which needs to be watered, meaning the rainwater is not enough, and other water has to be brought in and applied to the plants there, and in such a field, ploughing is beneficial for the sixth year produce all the way until the end of the sixth year, and therefore you'd be able to plough and also plough in an unusual manner for the entire sixth year. And now the Mishnah goes on to other Mijabonon activities, which are therefore permitted during Tezefeshavir, so for example, Miyablin, one can remove warts, this refers to the bumps which come on a tree, one can remove those from the tree, mefarkin. One can remove leaves if there are too many leaves on a tree, such that none of the leaves are growing properly because there aren't enough nutrients for all of them. So you can remove part of the leaves so that there aren't too many. Next, ma'abkin, one can add dust to the roots of a tree. If part of the roots came over the ground, and this would often happen in the winter because of the rain, so you can add dust to cover over the roots. Ma'ashnin, you can apply smoke to the trunk of a tree in order to try and kill the insects which are there. And all these things can be done again at Rosh Hashanah all the way until Rosh Hashanah of the seventh year, because Tosefes Shavias does not apply to activities which are only forbidden Mijabonon during Shemitah itself. Now one of the things on the list which you mentioned was removing extra leaves from a tree. Now Rabbi Shimon says, Rabbi Shimon Omer, not only is it permitted to do this for the entire sixth year, but even during Shemitah itself it's not forbidden. 
He can even take the leaves from the cluster if there are lots of leaves there during the Shemitah year itself. And the reason for Rabbi Shimon is very important. Work in fields is only forbidden during Shemitah if it causes the produce to grow more or if you're improving the produce. But if you're only preventing it from being damaged or harmed, then it's allowed. So Rabbi Shimon views this as not improving the tree, it's just preventing it from being damaged by there being too many leaves. And therefore, according to Rabbi Shimon, it will be permitted even during Shemitah itself. Mishnah Gimel, the list continues. Masaklin ad Rosh Hashanah, one can remove stones from a field until Rosh Hashanah, even though during Shemitah it's Majabonon forbidden, because it looks like you're preparing the field to be ploughed, so you're clearing out the field. Before Shemitah it's permitted, now, one of the five things forbidden Midoraisa during Shemitah is Vacharm Chalei Sizmar. One is not allowed to cut vines in order to make them grow more, but the Torah specifies vines, which implies that Midoraisa, this is permitted with regards to other trees. So even though it's forbidden Midoraisa with regards to other trees, it's considered different enough to cutting branches of a vine that it is permitted before Shemitah during the entire sixth year. And that's Makarismin. One is allowed to cut branches of a tree in order to cause it to grow more, as long as it is not a vine. Mazardin, one can cut branches if there are extra branches, too many branches on a tree, so that again, none of them are growing properly. One can cut off some extra branches so that the remaining ones can grow properly. And Mephastin, one can remove the decay, the part of the tree which is wasting away, and all these things can be done in Rosh Hashanah all the way until the beginning of the seventh year. Now Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says that when it comes to these three activities, Mekharismim, Zoridin, and Mephastin, cutting branches so they grow, grow more, cutting extra branches and cutting away the decay of a tree, the same way as you cut the extra branches and you cut away the decay of fifth-year produce, you can treat the sixth-year produce in the same way. Which means that just like when it comes to produce which grow in the fifth year, you would do these two processes, and Rabbi Yeshua actually argues on the other process as well. So he's arguing on all three. So when it comes to produce which grew in the, fi- in the fifth year, you would do these processes even in the sixth year, in order to protect that which grew in the fifth year. So Rabbi Yeshua says you can do the same thing in the Shemitah year for the sake of the produce which started growing in the sixth year. And the reason for Rabbi Yeshua is a principle we saw before as well. That you're not improving or causing it to grow more. Rabbi Yeshua views these three activities as protecting the tree, in which case it's permitted even during Shemitah. I've got a third opinion, and although he only mentions one of these three activities, he again argues on all three. And that is, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Shimon says, and he's the most strict, and he says that for, for as long as I have permission to be working on the tree, meaning whatever is the regular cutoff point for working on the tree, and as we have seen, that is Shavuos, I'm allowed to cut away the decay, and the same would apply to the other two forms of work, but past Shavuos, I can no longer do these three things, because Rabbi Shimon does not view these things as protecting, rather he views them as improving the tree. So he views them as just as any other work, which is forbidden all the way from Shavuos, because Tosefus Shavuos does apply to them. And this is true even though they're only forbidden Mejabonon during Shemitah. Because not everything which is forbidden only Mejabonon during Shemitah is permitted before Shemitah. For example, things which benefit the tree or the ground, such as these three examples, according to Rabbi Shimon, but they do not get, they do not benefit the fruit themselves. So even though they're only forbidden majabalan, they would be forbidden even during the sixth year. 
it's only things which would benefit the fruit of the tree, but not the tree itself. So then you'd be able to do that before Shemitah, if it's only forbidden Mijabon on during Shemitah itself. One is allowed to apply dung to young trees, and the same would apply to regular trees, which is more commonly done to young trees. And the reason why somebody would apply animal dung to a tree is when the bark of a tree, the outer layer of the tree, starts peeling and coming off. So to prevent the tree from dying, they would add animal dung so it would keep it alive. And this is certainly just protecting the tree from palm. So it should really be permitted even during Shmita itself. However, that is not the case, because sometimes dung was applied to the tree to actually cause it to grow more. So even if in this case you're doing it to prevent harm, since it was also done to encourage growth, it's forbidden Mijabon during Shemitah. But because it's only forbidden Mijabon during Shemitah, it's permitted before Shemitah. As well as this, the Korchenoisan, one may wrap the tree. You can wrap some sort of towel around the trunk or some piece of cloth in order to protect it either from the heat or from the cold. The Korchenoisan, you can add ash to them. If you add that to the roots or to the bottom of the tree, it could improve the tree. The bottom, you can make shelters for the tree. Or this could be referring to fences built around the tree. And finally, you can water the trees. If the tree's life is not dependent on you watering it, then it's forbidden Mijabonon during Shemitah, and therefore will be permitted before Shemitah. And Rosh Hashanah until the Rosh Hashanah are the beginning of the Shemitah year. Now Rabbi Lozbat Tzadik, Tzadik says that there is a way to water trees during Shemitah itself, even if the tree's life is not dependent on it. And that is by doing it in an unusual manner. He's even allowed to water the branches of a tree during Shemitah, but not the roots of the tree. So usually when you water a tree, you pour the water at the bottom of the tree where the roots are. But during Shemitah itself, you can do it in an unusual manner, for example, by pouring it from the top of the tree, and that can be done even during Shemitah itself.